0: The Johnson Wax Program with River McGee, and Volley. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self-polishing glow coats present River McGee, and Volley, written by Don Quinn, with songs by the King's Men and music by Billy Mills. The show opens with free for all. Such an important room in the house, you can't blame a woman for wanting to make it cheerful and convenient. In the first place, it's her workroom where she spends a good many hours. Also, it's a room where both neighbors and family like to visit. Why shouldn't it be a pleasant room with colorful curtains, convenient cabinets, and a beautiful, easy-to-keep-clean floor? That, of course, is where Johnson's Blow Coat comes in. A floor that's kept sparkling with blowcoat does wonders for your kitchen, keeps it clean and bright with a minimum of work. And don't forget that the regular use of Johnson's self-polishing blowcoat makes your linoleum last from five to ten times longer. Now, you know, of course, that blowcoat needs no rubbing or buffing. It's self-polishing. Blowcoat gives a floor lasting luster, has a flexible film that wears evenly and smoothly without chipping. And glow coat is economical because a little goes a long way. But for real, glow coat results don't be satisfied with anything but the original Johnson self-polishing glow coat with the familiar red and yellow label. Buy some tomorrow. The wizard in 76 years has hit Wistful Vista. Snow has drifted up to the second floor windows in some places. And this is one of the places, the home of Fibber McGee and Molly.
2: Well, it certainly is nice to stay home by a warm fire tonight, isn't it, dearie?
3: I'll say. Ain't a fit night out for a man or Hitler. (laughs)
2: It must be terribly cold out.
3: Cold? Well, when I come home tonight, that snowman in front of Toops's was blowing on his fingers.
2: <laughs> say, what's the exact temperature? Stick your head out the door and see what the thermometer on the porch says.
3: Oh, no. I wouldn't protrude my puss out those portals tonight for all the retreads in Detroit.
2: <laughs>
3: no, sorry.
2: Well, then turn on the radio. It's just time for the weather report.
3: Oh, say it, is at that? I wonder just how cold it is.
2: Terribly. Thanks. <laughs> Well, at least we're comfortable and warm here. You want to play a game of rummy, dearie? No, I got
3: a lot of stuff to do. Never have a better chance to do them,
2: too, either. Just what have you got to do? Oh, I got to paste my defense stamps in my book and
3: sort out my trout flies and write a letter to Aunt Sarah thanking her for my Christmas present. He
2: didn't send you any Christmas presents.
3: Well, I'm in a sarcastic mood.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're going to be busy, McGee. Maybe I can finish knitting this, uh, this, uh... This what? I wish I knew... (laughs) I'm not much of a knitter yet (laughs) Well, you're a swell needle pointer I know, but the army has some silly objections to needlepoint sweaters Now, maybe if I'd, uh...
3: My gosh, there's somebody at the door
2: You know, that's what I love about you, McGee You grasp things so quickly (laughs) Well, let them in, they'll freeze to death out there
3: Okay, but if it's a good humor, man, he ain't using good judgment goes through you like a collector from the Internal Revenue. (laughs) What'd you say your name was, bud? As Spelvin, George Spelvin. You're Mr. McGee? That I am, that I am indeed. And this is my wife, Molly. Molly, Mr. Spelvin.
2: Oh, how do you do, I'm sure.
3: Delighted, madam. Why, it's nice and cozy in here. Don't tell me you're knitting on a tiny garment. Congratulations. When is the happy event?
2: Huh? It isn't a tiny garment. It's a sweater for a soldier. Yeah. And if I don't stop dropping stitches, it won't be a happy event either.
4: <laughs>
2: have a care, Mister Spellbound.
0: Aspellin, uh, and thank you. But first, I'd better drop this overcoat and these wet right
3: overcoats in the hall. McGee. Hmm. Who is he? I don't know. But I wouldn't turn a dog away on a night like this. And he looks kind of like an old hound I used to
2: have. When I was... <laughs>
3: Well, well, well. Have a chair, Spelvin, old man. Thank you, thank you. Nice place you have here, Mrs. McGee.
2: Thank you. We like it. We have to. We own it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I imagine you'll be seeing a great deal of it for the next few days. You won't be able to get downtown to a restaurant till this storm is over. Well, so what? Home is where the heartburn is, I always (laughs) say. Did you want to see me about something, Spelman? What? Oh, oh, yes. Uh, Mr. McGee, I have a special message to you from the governor.
2: Heavenly days from the governor. Maybe you've got an appointment, dearie.
3: Well, it's about time. I volunteered for everything from air raid warden to mixing macaroons for Marines. (laughs) What does the governor say, Selvin? Well, first, Mr. McGee, may I ask if you have a car?
2: Every time I see it, I ask myself the same thing. (laughs) Sure, I got a car, bud. Tip top condition, too. You're not kidding, McGee. That top tip's under any condition. (laughs) Well, it
3: really doesn't
0: matter as long as it runs. Oh,
3: it runs. That car will do 55 in second gear, Spelvin. And 30 in high. Oh, <laughs> now, Molly, you're giving George here entirely wrong impression. <laughs> you see, George, you don't mind if I call you George, do you? Oh, not at all. Glad to have you. Fine. <laughs> you see, Spelvin, before we were married, <laughs> my wife used to go with a guy that owned a Stutz Bearcat, and she never got over that. Never
2: mind I... me, McGee. Huh? What did the governor say? Yeah, what did he say,
3: Scrooge? Well, the fact is, McGee, it's of the utmost importance that you... Oh,
2: dear, now who? You answer, McGee. I'm right in the middle of a mistake in my knitting. Okay.
3: Excuse me a minute, George. Oh, certainly. I suppose somebody wants me to tie some hot coffee around my neck and go rescue their St. Bernard.
4: Hello <laughs> oh, there, uh, Johnny. Hey, can I buy Oh, the, old, is the
3: old-timer, Molly. Okay, Johnny, uh, just for a minute. Hello there, daughter. What you doing?
2: Knitting <laughs> for Britain or crocheting for the
4: mainland?
2: <laughs> we can't stand that applause, can we? Oh, good evening, Mr. Old-timer. May I introduce you to Mr. Spelvin? Mr. Spelvin, this is uh, Mr., uh, Mr., uh, Hey, what is your name anyway, mister Oldtimer? Old-timer? Yeah, I don't believe
3: I ever heard it either.
2: Just call me Old-timer, kids. Names don't matter.
3: It's character that counts. Songs of colors, true blue, honest,
2: straightforward, backward. Oh, don't be so coy. <laughs> What's your name?
3: Come on, old timer. After all, it couldn't be worse than Fibber. Uh, maybe not, Johnny, but I'm more sensitive than you
2: are. <laughs> won't you tell us?
3: Nope. Just tell me.
2: Nope. Whisper in my ear. I won't tell anybody. Uh, promise? I promise. Uh, okay. Oh. oh, heavenly days, it couldn't be. It is, though. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, Mr. Selvin? Uh, this is the old-timer.
4: <laughs> How do you do, sir?
2: Well, hello, son. Sorry to butt in like this, kid.
3: Just wanted to know if I could borrow a hot poker. A hot poker? No, I'm sorry, old-timer.
2: Our poker's busted. What on earth did you want that for?
3: Me and my girlfriend. Your girlfriend? No, my girlfriend, Frances. Oh. We are playing in the snow along the street here, diving into snow drifts. And all of a sudden, I miss France. Must have knocked yourself out in the fire hydrant or something.
4: <laughs>
3: anyway, she's under a drift someplace along here, and I was going to jab around with a hot poker.
4: <laughs>
5: oh, well, guess I can use a sharp stick. See you later, kids. Good night, Mr. Tailspin. (laughs)
2: Before you and McGee start talking business, Mr. Spelzen? Uh,
3: thanks. I believe I will. Delicious coffee, Mrs. McGee.
2: I'm glad you like it. I make it from a recipe I got from McGee's half sister, Beth.
3: What do you mean, half sister? She's my sister.
2: Not since she worked for that magician and his he daughter in two. <laughs> oh, yeah,
3: I forgot that. Just a family <laughs> joke, Phil. We always kid Bessie about wanting to go on the stage. Oh, is that so? (laughs) You know, I had a younger brother always wanted to go on the stage. Finally made it too.
4: Good for him.
3: Yes, he was out in Desert Springs, Arizona once, and he wanted to go to Dry Gulch, New Mexico, but the trains weren't running, so (laughs) he went on the stage. (laughs) Well, let's get down to business, (laughs) Selvin. As long as you represent the governor, suppose you tell me just exactly what he wants me to.
2: Well, for goodness' sake, more orphans of the storm. See you, Mickey.
3: Okay, excuse me a minute, Spelvin. While I see what no good this ill wind is blowing.
2: Astoft. Oh,
4: good. Oh, oh, come on in,
3: Quick. Hey, Molly, Uppy's here. Come on in, Uppy.
2: Oh, how do you do, Abigail? May I present Mr. Spelvin, Mr. Spelvin, Mrs. Uppington. Oh, uh, how do you do? Not
3: the Mrs. Uppington through whose window someone threw a rock. <laughs>
2: The very same,
3: Belvin, the very same.
2: <laughs> will you have a cup of coffee, Abigail? You look awfully cold. Oh, thank you. I will, my dear. And I am cold. In
3: fact, I'm quite numb. That's what I was telling Molly just this morning, Uppy. I says that Uppington frail is just about the... McGee. T- <laughs> <laughs> he
2: said numb.
3: Oh, I... Hey, what are you doing out on a night like this, Uppy? This kind of weather's only good for one thing. To keep the Germans rushing back from the Russian front. <laughs> You get it, folks? I
2: says it Ain't
3: funny, McGee. <laughs> I thought it was rather amusing, Mrs. McGee. Oh, thanks, Bell. Have a cigar? Oh, thanks. I have one. You got two? Thanks. <laughs>
4: uh, answering your question,
2: Mrs. McGee, I had little Phoebe out for a walk. She adores the snow, you know. Is
0: Phoebe your daughter, Mrs. Uppington? Phoebe
2: is a Pekingese, Mr. Spelman. How
0: interesting. I'd love to meet her. Chinese girls are so intelligent, I say.
2: <laughs>
3: I'd love to discuss the situation. She is a dog, Spelvin, and she ain't interested in the foreign situation.
2: As I was saying, it was so blustery and so cold outside. I was frightfully afraid of being lost in storm. And yours was the only light I could see for simply blocks, my dear. So I struggled through the drip and finally succeeded in forcing my way through the snow to your front door. But where's Cece? Oh, I took her home first.
4: <laughs>
3: Well, sit down and take a load off your eye, Miller, Zippy.
4: <laughs>
3: Mister Spelman here was just about to give me a message from the governor. As a matter of fact, I...
2: what we need is a doorman. Does anybody here know any unemployed Eskimos? <laughs> well, go see who it is, McGee.
3: Okay. But... All
2: right.
0: Gee, thanks, Fibber. My hands were so cold I couldn't find the doorbell. I had to hammer with my elbows. Haven't you got sense enough to stay home on a night like this, Harlow? Well, my conscience was bothering me, Fibber. I just ran across a book I borrowed from you a long time ago. Here. Oh, thanks. What is it? Oh, If Winter Comes. You sure this is mine? Yep. I borrowed it in 1925. Ah. Hey, is that coffee I smell? It is, and you do.
2: Come
3: on in, Harlan, defrost yeah. your eyebrows. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. How do you do, Mr. Wilcox? Hello, Mrs. Uppington. Hello, this is Mr. George Spelvin. Spelby, old man, Mrs. Harlow Wilcox. Your linoleum's best
0: friend and severest critic. I'm glad to know you, Mr. Wilcox. <laughs> well, this is a coincidence, Mr. Spelvin. I was demonstrating Johnson's self-polishing blowcoat to a Mrs. Spelvin yesterday afternoon, showing her how easy it was to apply, how quickly it dried to a beautiful polish, and how the easier homework would take years off her life and put them on the life of the linoleum. Let me see. No, it wasn't Mrs. Spelvin either. It was Mrs. Woods. Or, no, Crawford, that was it. Mrs. Crawford. Uh, no relation, I suppose. Uh, tall, dark woman with a mole on her arm? No, short and stout with a poodle on her lap. (laughs) No relation, I guess.
2: Oh, speaking of poodles, Mr. Wilcott, I hated to take Mrs. Pepe out tonight. Well,
0: because... there's nothing like a dog. There's nothing like Uppy's dog. I'll go that far
3: with
2: you.
4: <laughs>
0: there ain't even another dog like her dog. Yeah, I had a dog once. Ah, man's best friend, I always say. Just like Johnson's glow coat is a woman's best friend because it saves so much time and effort. Heavenly
2: days, Mr. Wilcott. Can't you forget Johnson's glow coat for one minute? I don't
0: know. I've never tried.
2: Uh, As I
3: was saying, I had a dog once. I did, too. A part Springer Spaniel on his mother's side and the smartest dog I ever knew on his father's side. (laughs) Smarter than a human being.
2: Oh, now, McGee. Well,
3: he was. Every Sunday morning, he'd go out on the porch and look both ways up and down the street. Then he'd kind of shake his little head and come back in the house. Every Sunday morning for 11 years,
5: he did that. Well,
3: what was he looking for? We never knew. He knew, but we didn't.
4: <laughs>
3: so he was smart or not. I'll have another cup of coffee, too, Molly. Uh,
0: as I was going to say, I had a dog once. Uh, uh,
3: that mother, George's, is gonna die of old age before he gets it into the discussion. Excuse me while I see who's at the door. Oh, man, give me a simple Thank you, McGee. I'm glad you dropped in, Latrivia. The conversation around here was going to the dogs. <laughs> hey, everybody, here's Mayor Latrivia. Oh, Mayor. I don't believe you know
2: Mr. Spelvin, Your Honor. Mr. Spelvin, this is Mayor Latrivia.
0: Yeah, I had a dog what? One... Oh, excuse me. I'm glad to meet you, Your Honor. How do you do? Are you a resident of our fair city, Mr. Spelvin? No,
3: he do not vote here, LaTrivia, so you can let go of his hand
2: now. Uh, Mr. Selvin represents the governor, Mr. Mayor. Oh, he
0: does. Well, 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 well. I see where Mr. Spelvin and I can spend a profitable few minutes together. Uh, uh, we can have, have enough... a
2: cup of coffee, Mr. Mayor. Uh,
0: thank you, and an egg sandwich. <laughs> I, uh, I just stopped in to tell you, McGee, that a complaint has reached my ears.
4: I had the
3: same thing last summer, Latrivia. Started in my neck and reached my ears in two days. The doctor says it was
0: just a... Mr. McGee, please. I was about to say that I have received a complaint from the street commissioner that you have been remiss in the matter of snow removal from your front sidewalk.
3: Oh, well, thanks for warning me, Latrivia. It's a funny thing, too. I, I really enjoy shoveling snow. You do? You do? I surely do. I'd rather hear the frosty clang of a snow shovel on a sidewalk than the finest symphony music in the world. To feel the red blood coursing through my veins as I swing that shovel to and fro. That marvelous glow that comes from exercising in the cold winter air. The sharp tang of the wind on my cheeks as my muscles respond to the healthy rhythm. And what an appetite I get to sleep like a baby. Oh, I love the feeling of a snow. Hold
2: it, McGee. Where are you going, Mr. Mayor?
0: I'm going to shovel your walk off for you. I haven't felt like that in years. There's the snow shovel. <laughs> the snow shovel's right in here, Lucidia. Oh.
2: Where, McGee? Right here in the hall closet.
3: Straighten out that closet one of
4: these days. <laughs> the King's men sing and A Gay Ranchero, a Caballero, can always find someone to pet. A senorita, a tapita, her other loves will soon forget. If he's insistent and she's not distant, the senorita will confess. Carol c Caballero He'd only ask And she'll say yes Soon I'll be a With a blushing pride And a gate Carol Standing by her They're really counting those books. <laughs> hey, everybody.
2: Uh, yes, Mr. McGee? Look,
3: I-, I think the storm's letting up a little.
2: Yeah, so if any of you want to get home before you really get home, snowy... Oh, I don't want
0: to go home, Molly. I'm having fun. Yes. so am I, Mrs. McGee, and I can talk to your husband later.
2: Uh, won't you join us, my dear, uh, when you get through making the sandwiches?
3: <laughs> she wasn't making any
0: sandwiches. Oh, she wasn't? <laughs>
2: No, but I will. I guess Barnaby Gee can take a hint without being hit in the face with a wet bathing suit.
0: <laughs> well, I'll join you guys here. What's planned? Uh, we're playing Stinky Dink.
2: What on earth are Stinky Dinks?
0: Well, look, it's my turn. I'll show you. All right. Uh, I'm thinking of a contented insect in an oral robe.
2: I knew. I knew. Uh, a snug bug in a chug rug.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now, now,
2: your turn, Mr. Selvin. All, Mr. All
3: right. Now, uh, what's a wide awake quintet in a juke joint?
2: Oh, that's easy. A live five and a jive dive. <laughs> oh,
3: this game is a cinch. Let me try it.
2: Oh, do, Mr. McGee. Go ahead.
3: Okay. I'm thinking of a tired Indian in a borrowed teepee. Give up? A spent gent in a lent tent. <laughs> oh, hey, you didn't give us time to guess, Bibber. Oh, you wouldn't have got it anyway. Go ahead, Molly. It's your turn.
2: All right. I'm thinking of a hand-painted spark plug dancing with a red-haired kangaroo on a Wednesday afternoon. (laughs) Good heavens, uh, I can't think what that would be. Neither can I, so I'll go out and make some sandwiches. (laughs) Go ahead, have fun. (laughs) Oh, dear, go see who that is, Biggie. It may mean extra food and more coffee.
3: Okay, excuse me, folks. Oh, Oh, surely. I don't find out pretty soon what the
5: Hello, Mr. McGee. My
4: goodness,
5: isn't it a terrible night out? Yeah. Not that any night out is very terrible to me, though, because, oh, you have company.
3: (laughs) Oh, come on in anyway.
5: Hey, folks, here's Wallace
3: Wimple.
4: Hi, hello, Mr.
2: Wimple. I don't think Mr. Wimple knows Mr. Spelvin, McGee. Mr. Spelvin, Mr. Wimple. Uh,
3: Good evening, Mr. Wimple.
5: (laughs) Oh, it's nothing of the kind, Mr. Spelvin. (laughs) It's a horrible evening. I'd never have bugged out of the house if I hadn't run out of cigarettes.
3: Oh, you don't have to go clear to the cigar store, Wimp. I'll give you a couple of packages.
5: What do you smoke? Uh, Two I didn't know your wife would let you
2: smoke,
5: Mr. Wimple. Well, she doesn't really approve Mrs. McGee. Not cigarettes, anyway. So she promised me a pipe last Christmas.
4: A briar Wallace.
5: No, Mr. Wilcox. Lead. She promised she'd let me have it if she ever caught me smoking again.
4: <laughs> you
5: see, Sweetie Face. Uh, sweetie Face is my wife, Mrs. Selzman. Oh, I see. Sweetie Face is simply obsessed with health fads. Oh. Why, sometimes for dinner, we just have a heaping plate of spinach apiece. Just
3: spinach, Wimp?
5: Just spinach. <laughs> I pretend I don't know she has a silly mignon under hers. <laughs> and, <laughs> Lady, I'll run out and get a nutty burger. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you ever protest against such inhuman treatment, Mr. Wimpole? Oh, of course I had, Mrs. Uppington. Why, just last Saturday, I said to her, Sweetie Face, I said, I'd like to have a little more freedom. And she said, Why, Wallace, dear, how can you say that? Why, you're as free as a bird.
2: She did, really?
5: (laughs) Yes. And then she said, In fact, I bet you can fly. And she threw me out the
4: window.
3: Uh, Your wife sounds like quite a character, Mr. Sweetie Face. Wimple Spellman. His wife's name is Sweetie Face. Oh, excuse
4: me.
5: Well, I wouldn't want anyone to misunderstand me. Sweetie Face is really a delightful person when you really get to know her. She says... Well, I must be running along, folks. It's been nice to see all of you. You sure you can't
2: stay a while and play some games, Mr. Wimple?
5: Well, if I do it, I'd
4: better sit. (laughs) I'll
5: get one anyway. I'll stay. Now
2: then, now let's... Again. Now, who the suggest- Hey,
3: just a minute, folks. Just a minute. What's, What's the matter, McGee? You well, you're welcome to stay all night and play all the games you want, but Mr. Spelvin come here tonight with a message from the governor. Now, I don't want to wait any longer to hear what it is.
0: Well, we'll go in the other room, Faber, and let you talk.
3: Well,
2: no, 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 no. Now, we want you all to hear it, don't we,
0: McGee? Huh? Do we?
2: Why, of course we do. Oh. I'm proud of
3: it. Oh, well, I guess we do at that. All you people thought I was kind of unimportant around here, didn't you? Thought I'd never amount to anything. Well, there's going to be a few opinions changed around here tonight. Go ahead, Spelvin, old man. All right, Mr. McGee. Hey, do you realize that your tires wear out twice as fast at 45 miles per hour as they do at 30?
2: Why, certainly, we know all of that, but what is Their that...
3: Driving habits are hard to
0: control. So what's the best answer? An automatic control. Therefore. Hey, what's all this got to do with giving Fibber a state job?
2: Yes. Why does the governor need our car? Well,
0: that's what I've been getting at. It oh. isn't so much that the governor needs your car as it is that your car
3: needs a governor.
4: <laughs> hey, hey. What buddy, is
3: this, Bud? Who do you represent? Well, you never let me quite explain that, Mr. McGee. I represent the
0: governor and carburetor corporation of New Jersey. Oh, and I... <laughs> <our car. laughs> Step into some homes, don't they seem to be more livable and friendly than others? A glow with warm hospitality? A wax-protected home is usually a warm, friendly one. Floors that shimmer and gleam with a rich Johnson's wax polish add beauty to the entire home. They are protected, too, against wear and dirt. Actual money-saving protection. And they're so much easier to keep clean. But this Johnson's wax protection and labor-saving doesn't stop with floors. Wax your tabletops, chair arms, woodwork also, and your windowsills, Venetian blinds, shelves, refrigerator, shoes, luggage, lampshades. Then you'll be practicing what authorities call protective housekeeping. Right now and during the next year or so, it's important to take extra good care of your things. Give them an occasional application of genuine Johnson's Wax, which you can buy now in three forms, paste liquid, and the new cream wax especially formulated for furniture and woodwork. Oh, by the way, Johnson's Wax is great, too, for army boots and leather service equipment.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, this country has a big job ahead of it and won't stop till it's done. We've got to get in there with our money and our work and our loyal 100% support.
2: Yes, Uncle Sam has rolled up his sleeves, and now what he needs is more sleeves.
3: So let's give him our shirts. Good night.
2: Good night, all.